You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. regularly scheduled i am your host michael cohen uh thank you for tuning in i know it's been a long time since our last episode uh, i expected to get something out sooner than this but it just didn't happen um anyways that's why it's called a regularly scheduled you can just sort of subscribe to the feed and they'll show up when they show up but uh i you know we had something worth talking about this time around uh curtis and i uh curtis finley from the Pullbox podcast, uh, we decided uh, that we were going to have a quick chat about uh, Doctor Strange right before we uh, recorded an episode of uh, Quiver the Green Arrow podcast, which he was guest hosting on. And uh, and so we kind of got into it, and it ended up being a little bit longer of a conversation than I thought. So rather than tag it on to the end of that episode of Quiver, uh, I figured we would break it out and do it as its own uh, episode of Irregularly Scheduled. So what follows is a totally spoiler-filled conversation, um, hence this being titled a Doctor Strange spoiler cast. So if you haven't seen Doctor Strange and you don't want to be spoiled, then uh, then don't listen. Uh, I guess it's that simple. Um, but once you have seen Doctor Strange, come on back and, uh, and, and give us a listen and, and uh, you know, let us know what you thought of Doctor Strange. Uh, you, you can tweet at us at irregularly scheduled, uh, uh, and uh, you know leave comments on the website and all that sort of stuff, Facebook page and whatnot. But uh, without further ado, here is our totally totally spoilery conversation about Doctor Strange and uh, you know where we think the MCU is going after Doctor Strange. So here you go. So what do you think of uh, Doctor Strange? I know you th- you liked it, but I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very good. I thought it was well casted. Yeah. Um, our cast was the best cast. <laughs> I don't think it was yeah. well cast. Uh, it was. Um, it had great special effects. It was. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was way more effects heavy than even a lot of the mar- other Marvel movies. Oh, for sure. And they did a great job. Yeah. And I loved that he used his brain to get out of the end instead of his fists which was fantastic the best yeah, yeah. it's the best um, it didn't pass the Bechtel test but, no uh, <laughs> no but it was still all. entertaining <laughs> I, yeah not at all um and and that's even with them uh turning the ancient turning one, the ancient one into, into a woman, woman. which everybody's all up in arms about that because like oh the ancient one taking away a role from a from a an asian actor and it's like well but they did make it make a male they did make a problematic asian character right into you, yeah. into a a much less problematic female uh, i 
so there were Yoda character right because like yeah there were two prominent asian characters yeah. in doctor strange and that's yeah. the ancient one and that's and there's wong yeah and they left wong in yeah and they changed his character up yeah. as well to make him a lot better like i thought he it, was great yeah well one of my things was like in in the comics obviously wong is strange's manservant right right like they use yeah. the word manservant yes um and so not only does he have a lower status um sort of in a hierarchy sense but like also like kind of as a human because when you refer to someone as a manservant you're basically yeah. saying like, there's men there's women there's servants yeah. like women and then there's your the manservant yeah, <laughs> it's like, like you're an anomaly yeah i so to take him not only from that and not just like they could have raised him to to the level of equal with doctor strange but instead they put him in a station above doctor strange right and right. like by the end of the movie doctor strange is obviously set up to become the sorcerer supreme yeah but he's not yet at the end of the movie yeah. nobody calls him the sorcerer supreme no nope. but like he obviously will be because both the 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 cape of levitation and the eye of I have Agamotto, yeah. have both like grafted to him yeah, or whatever so, chosen him um and and wong's sort of little thing at the end of like of like you will wear the eye of Agamotto again but yeah. you know first you have to learn to master it we don't want you walking around the streets <laughs> with an infinity stone that that's the one of my favorite parts of the movie because then he's like what and he's like oh you might be gifted in the magical arts but you have a lot to learn yeah it's it's, it's really it was really really well written as well like which some people i feel like people really like overlook that they they enjoy the quips and they enjoy the jokes but um not all of the Marvel movies are particularly well written, right? Like the Thor movies in particular are not, parti- they're not very well written. Yeah. They're good. They're fine. They have their funny moments, but like. They're on the low end of the, the Marvel sure. Cinematic Universe. For sure. Um, but like, I would put Doctor Strange in the same realm as Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think like, I think, I think Guardians is probably the best written of the movies. Like the, the dialogue is funny but it's not it's not too like yucky funny like like well yuck, i think yucks. the, the but, all of those movies that you just referred yeah. to are movies that were pretty much unknown properties to yes. the general public so you sure. can yeah. play with the characters and essentially they did that with iron man too cuz he was yeah. kind of an unknown at the, time, at the yeah. time so they changed tony stark to give him his sense yeah. of humor and and stuff like that and created a well crafted movie yeah. but then when you get into Thor and Captain America, where you yeah. have these more established characters, um, you they, they didn't play with them as much, and no. they had to they were more pigeon held to the the things that had to be or whatever yeah. you know. Um, oh, and they spend so much time in both of those franchises um, explaining things. Yeah, right. There's so much exposition in the Thor movies. There's so much exposition in all of the Captain America movies because. Like in in the first cap, you got to deal with all the science. He's gonna yeah. be a super soldier, and then you also have to deal with the fact that Hydra are Nazis, but they're also not Nazis. And then you're inter- you're you're uh, bringing the Tesseract into it, and you're 
involving the cosmic universe for right. the first time, right? Whereas so, Tony yeah. Stark is just it was just Iron Man. He's just it Iron Man simple. in a suit and he's just trying to hunt down his own yep. weapons. And, and that's the same really with Ant Man. Yep. Yeah. And and Guardians of the Galaxy is just set in space, so you don't really have yep. to get into that. But well, with Guardi- the Met- Guardians did the Star Wars thing of we're not going to tell you what any of this is. Right. Because It'll the characters you, don't need to yeah. know, right? Peter Quill already knows where he is. He yeah. knows what planet he's on. He's He knows who the Nova Corps are, right? Like, he's not going to explain to you that the Nova Corps are space police. We're going to figure that out very quickly yeah. when they book him and talk like cops, right? Like, right. It, and but that's yeah, one of the reasons yeah. why the movie is, is well-written and it's clever, right? And Doctor Strange very heavy on exposition but it's the first foray into the mystic right so right. it kind of has to be and then the other part of it is like the 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 exposition that they did it 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 serves the purpose of developing his character because he's coming from one world into another yeah and we're journeying with him so that's good they had to do an origin story for doctor strange yep. um, even though I think those of us who know the character would have rather jumped into him. That's the same with any movie, but he's an unknown right? but, to the general yeah. public, so you got to do it, which yeah. is fine. And I thought that they treated it really well. Yeah, um, I liked. Uh, I don't know. I liked his kind of house vibe that he, he yeah. gave off, and um, I also really liked, even though Rachel Mc- McAdams was terribly underused. Yeah, um, I did like the fact that they had a pre-existing relationship. So yes. we didn't didn't have the the romance shoehorned into yeah. this movie. Um, they had their issues and whatever, of course, their own little story arc. But but they didn't have to spend a lot of time. They didn't have to establish it. That. Build like, it I thought that was great. It wasn't like in Green Lantern where oh well, it's Carol Ferris and Hal Jordan, so like they got to be in love, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's like really because you know if you were building towards a franchise with that character give us a hint of it in the first movie and yeah. then you know like obviously that well, movie yeah. was way more flawed than that but <laughs> but that was one of that was one of my biggest problems with green lantern is that carol ferris is just a her character is horribly horribly written as is hal jordan's i mean like they do not resemble their comic counterparts um it, like not even a little tiny bit but um like they're just they're it, they they're just written as like these lame one dimensional sort of like like yeah they they're just into each other because they're the only attractive guy and girl in the movie right so. but you know there any first movie of a franchise yeah. is going to try and fast track that relationship like the Hal Jordan sure. Carol Ferris one because it's unknown if they're going to get a sequel yeah so they're going to try and get it in there as yeah. fast as they can yeah um, the only the exception to that kind of is Captain America. Um, probably because yeah. they it's had kind their, of, their larger picture in mind. And it's kind of part of that. It's it's part of the man out of time element of his story. Right. right? That, yeah. that he's too stupid to realize that Peggy's into him and then it's too late and, yeah. he, and he misses his opportunity. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, in Iron Man, the his relationship with Pepper in the first movie is mostly business. Right. Like yeah. she's obviously like they they're obviously close, but it's not until Iron Man two that you start to see that their relationship is romantic. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's a good example. So yeah. and that was even the the they the, the second movie was completely unknown at the time. Yeah. they didn't even know if 
people are going to buy Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, no, they had no So, idea. yeah, that's it, yeah. But, there are exceptions. Yeah. No, I, I, Doctor Strange is so good. I would put it, like, in my, probably in my top three. And it's hard to, I can't really, like, say which one's my favorite, which one of the Marvel movies is my favorite, because they're all, to me, they're all so different. I mean, like, the three Iron Man movies within themselves are fairly similar. The three cat movies within themselves, with the, I guess with the exception of the first one, are pretty similar. Yeah, the first one's completely different. Um, obviously, the two Thor movies are basically the same movie twice. Well, uh, well, not not quite because he's not the fish out of water thing, but like they're both really standard three act structure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited Thor for this. Has third to learn a, oh, I'm, Thor. That they're gonna change things. I'm up beyond excited for for Thor Ragnarok. I'm but, really looking forward so, to that. Okay, here's the here's the last thing, then we'll start talking about Arrow. Okay. Um. So. The end credit scene. Yeah. You mean the um, mid end credit? Or the mid the mid roll, yeah, the mid roll okay. scene. Yeah, because um, the post credit is setting up Doctor Strange too. Right. right. Um, but the 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 mid roll, the the Doctor Strange and Thor. Yeah. Um, that whole thing. Um, I think that takes place after Thor Ragnarok. I don't think Doctor Strange is in Thor Ragnarok. A because like they're, I don't know if they finished filming it, but they're. They were recently in the process of filming it, and Benedict Cumberbatch has been doing other things. So if he is in Thor Ragnarok, he's in very little of the movie. Well, I think he's in very little, too. My theory is that he's in the middle of Thor Ragnarok. So? And because we left Thor 2 yeah. with Loki posing as Odin. Yes. So we don't know that Odin's missing. So it doesn't yeah. make sense for him to be at the beginning of the movie. No, and Thor wouldn't know that. And if this movie has anything to do with looking for Odin at all yeah. uh, which I don't know if it does or not then um, then Doctor Strange has got to yeah. come in halfway See, through or something I don't think that it does because I think what has happened is that um, Thanos has something to do with Odin being missing because Odin would be one of the like handful of characters that can put down Thanos right yeah. like um, pre-Infinity Gauntlet like once Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet it's going to take the Avengers and the Guardians and everybody in the Marvel continuity in order to stop him. Yeah. But, um, but Odin is one of the few characters that poses a threat to a character like Thanos. And he's in the Odin sleep already. Yeah. So, um, Loki being on the throne, like, there's a couple of things because the, the Infinity Gauntlet that we see in Thor, which is only in a deleted scene, it's not actually in the movie, but the one that was in the deleted scene isn't the same Infinity Gauntlet that Thanos has because they're they're the opposite hands. Right, okay. Um, which they did intentionally. Like, when they did they did the Thanos, like, the, the Infinity Gauntlet Easter egg. Yeah. Not really knowing that that's where they were going. Yeah. But then when they did the shot obviously after the fact at the end of is that the end of guardians when he reaches into the glove when he says yeah. fine i'll do it myself i think so um or is it the end of was it the end of civil maybe, war no it's not the end of civil war oh i don't remember um, but i remember the scene yeah whatever it was it's it's either guardians or thor it was guardians then. i'm pretty sure it's yeah. guardians um the, he when the glove that he that he pulls out is the opposite hand okay right um, but I mean like that's kind of being super nitpicky uh, and it's also talking about a deleted scene so it's not technically in the <laughs> movies but um, 
there's a like there's a connection between the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Stones, and Odin. So I think that that will play into Infinity War, and I think that that what will bring uh, Thor and Loki to Earth after Thor Ragnarok is going to be the search for Odin, um, because obviously like like that that end credit scene basically says that but like that they're there because they're looking for odin that would be kind of a why would odin be on earth it would it would make sense then to just keep that scene yeah in thor 3 and not have it in doctor strange if doctor strange isn't actually going to be involved in thor Thor 3 at all it's kind of a dumb Uh, but i but i feel like they're they're trying to mislead us with it like i think that they they, i think they're trying to make people want to go see another thor movie that too (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think, I think by the time that the Blu-ray comes out for Doctor Strange, we'll have an answer as to where that, that is in the timeline. But, uh, I, yeah, I think, I, I, I think that it takes place after Thor Ragnarok. I think that, that Thor Ragnarok is going to deal with, uh, 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 the Grandmaster and Planet Hulk and, uh, not quite Planet Hulk, but like the Planet Hulk. Yep. storyline with gladiator hulk and all that sort of thing um and loki having lost control of asgard i think that that's one of the biggest things is that everybody expects loki to be in charge of asgard i think when we when we get back to asgard with thor and bruce banner we're going to discover that loki obviously not fit to rule right or do you and think loki, somebody else has has usurped the throne maybe because, loki has turned asgard into the planet hulk gladiator arena it's it's possible but i think that's going to be more some of the other characters that are that are because like the thing with thor ragnarok is that movie is full of characters yes right like do we know who sam neill is playing yet i feel like they announced the character oh i didn't even know he's in it awesome yeah cool because Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill are going to be in a movie together. Wow. I don't know if they'll have any scenes together, but they're in a movie together, and it's like the first time since Jurassic Park, right? It's, and Jeff Goldblum is the Grandmaster, right? Jeff Goldblum's that the Grandmaster. That is so awesome. So I'm not familiar with the Grandmaster. I don't really know who that character is. But I'm going to assume yeah. he has something to do with the gladiator aspect, right? Yeah, he and um, he and his brother, I can't remember his brother's name, have this feud, and, and the Games Master just likes to play games yeah. basically so he pulls people he's the guy that is behind um um the contest of champions which okay. is the very first marvel mini yeah, major like mini the, series the or crossover, crossover or something like that and uh yeah other. they just had to fight each other and so he just pulled all of the characters together and that's what he'll do for planet hulk i think i don't yeah. i haven't read planet hulk so i don't know no i haven't either but it takes place during civil war Right, because they had to remove Hulk from the equation, yeah. just like they had to remove Hulk from the equation from this civil war. Because well. whoever has Hulk on their side wins, right? Like I don't know. They can't. had a giant man. Um, that is true. <laughs> that would have been an awesome fight to see because I think that like Hulk is still stronger than Giant Man, so it would have been really cool to see that that play out because they they did that in Ultimates, I think, where like he yeah. he gets huge, but oh, yeah. just like when Giant Man is ant-man he maintains the same proportional um, the same proportional strength and not i I don't think it's proportional strength like when ant-man shrinks down he still has the strength of a full-size man right right? 
So when he becomes Giant Man, he's not any stronger. It's not like his skin is suddenly impenetrable. If you shot him with a bullet, the bullet would go in him. It would just be a really small right. bullet. And I think right? in the Ultimate, the Hulk uh, like takes out one of his kneecaps or something yeah. like that. So yeah. Could take him um, yeah, yeah, because he's still just a man, yeah. right? Um, so that that would have been really cool to see, but it, it's a little bit. It would have like Hulk would have broken that movie, <laughs> right? Um, anyways, yeah. Well, we um, should pick uh, Planet Hulk or yeah, Planet Hulk for a pull box. Yeah, we suggestion. should. We should. Well, I mean, we've got a little while until Thor Ragnarok. That's it's, true. It's next November, right? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Man, next year is going to be a weird year for Marvel movies because this year we had Civil War, which was a very grounded uh, Captain America yeah. spy thriller mixed with superheroes fighting superheroes. And then we have Doctor Strange, which is like no one else is in this movie. It's yeah. just an origin story about this. Guy I actually really like that too. Magic. I loved it. They, I they didn't it shoehorn like a fight yeah. with Falcon in there, yeah. which like I thought it was great. The only um, thing that tied yeah. them together was the mention of the Infinity Stone. And yeah, and the mansion, the not the mansion, the Avengers. Well, well yeah, we saw that there. Yeah, the, the, I think they referenced and there's New York. A, there's a reference. I didn't catch it, but I I listening to a review earlier today. Um, when he's going through, like, when he's like, what have you got for me? And the guy's going through the different things. He's the, He says an Air Force pilot with uh, the paralyzed from the legs down, blah, blah, blah. He's talking about Rhodey. He's talking about War Machine from the end of Civil War. Oh. So that's my only gripe with the movie is that it takes place, it starts around the same time as Civil War. And I think that was a mistake. I think that what they should have done with this movie is it should have been a period piece and it should have taken like him wrecking his hands should have happened in 2008 it should have happened or yeah 2008 when Iron Man happened so that like when we come back to Doctor Strange he's fully formed he's Doctor Strange right like he's not still learning the ropes and that sort of thing although I think the next time that we see him he'll be pretty well if the next time we see him is Thor then he's got a full if he if Thor takes place one year in the Marvel movie time then he's got another year to yeah. hone his skill and if but, you learned that that fast but he yeah. has this fast already. but that's my thing is that like if you had said that the movie started in 2008 and then it took him until 2016 that's true to travel the world to defeat or Kaecilius right and so yeah so he would have like there would have been like five years of him like like getting surgeries yeah and then five years of him right you know, like, there, uh, yeah doing all, all this other stuff getting there and yeah. training so and, it, yeah. you, you could have explained like it doesn't happen overnight but but the way that they framed it civil war happened earlier this year this happens around now because it's snowing in new york so it's like <laughs> it's winter right yeah um so like it really like I, but that's again i'm being a pity uh but it, it's that's how comic books Whatever. work exactly. that's how comic books work we have to be nitpicky because that's where the fun is right yeah. like when when they write the stories and the stories actually pay attention to our nitpicks that's when we get the most excited right <laughs> so Well, there it is. Not just a spoiler-filled review of Doctor Strange, uh, but also what we think is going to happen in Infinity War, uh, how that ties into Thor Ragnarok, and kind of every little bit in between. So, uh, you know, uh, 
Thank you for listening. You can head to irregularlyscheduled.com for uh, our one previous episode. Or, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's a podcast. You could be listening to this three years from the time that I recorded this. So so maybe I have few future episodes. Maybe I don't. Uh, that's kind of the way that it works around here. But you can head to irregularlyscheduled.com regardless and uh, obviously subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash irregularly scheduled, as well as on Twitter at irregularly scheduled. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, as well as uh, you can follow Curtis uh, on Instagram at, oh, I guess, I don't know if it's an at, but it's Curtis Finley, and that's Curtis with a K. So, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, we are also a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. You can head to Thunderquack dot com to check out all of the other podcasts in the network as i noted earlier uh both uh the pullbox podcast and quiver the green arrow podcast are part of that network um so head over there check out all the other podcasts that we do and uh, and you can support us on patreon by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack where you can get actually even more in-depth conversations like this our most recent one uh tim jirasi from uh, Star Wars The Saga Continues. Uh, he and I talk about Donald Glover being cast as Lando Calrissian in the upcoming Han Solo movie, and uh, and we talk about uh, Indiana Jones 5 and George Lucas's involvement and whether or not that is a good or bad thing. So, um, yeah, I, that is the exclusive podcast that you get through patreon.com slash thunderquack. Uh, and you get that just at every every supporter at the dollar level and above, uh, gets, gets that access to that podcast as well as our Facebook group. So, um, it's a, I think it's a great deal. Uh, that's a change from previously. So that, that's a new update, but, uh, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack, uh, thunderquack.com for more podcasts and irregularly scheduled.com for more episodes of this. Um, Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you when we see you.